Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter, or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey there, church. So great to be with you this morning. I hope you're all doing really well uh, during this season. I just want to let you know that uh, we're missing you. I'm missing you personally. Uh, missing meeting with you on Sundays. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, really just coming back together again. You know, that time's getting closer and closer. And uh, we're just really looking forward to uh, the restrictions being eased. We're waiting to hear uh, of more announcements from the government. And uh, we're working behind the scenes to make that happen for, uh, for when we can go ahead. And so we'll, we'll let you know more about that as uh, how we're going to do that. Uh, we're still ironing out some of the some of the kinks, some of the things that we need to work out in order for that to work. Uh, So I'd encourage you, uh, keep an eye out for more information. We'll let you know uh, as soon as we know uh, more in that space. Uh, As you're aware, uh, we have been doing Facebook Lives uh, before the service at 9.30. I'd encourage you, would you uh, just join us for that? I think that's a great uh, way to interact and just connect uh, before the service. And so, so thankful for those who have been joining us. Uh, live for that it's uh, it's really great to see you all commenting and and being a part of that and so I'd encourage you to share that with your friends and family as well while we're doing it and uh, look last week uh, was the last series of uh, last uh, message for the series for the low battery please charge uh, Pastor Robbie finished that off and so this week I'm going to cont- uh, just do a standalone message and the title of my message today is listen trust and obey listen trust and obey you know if you told me that 2020 was going to look the way it is I wouldn't have believed you I think it's been one of the craziest years uh, since I've been alive that I've experienced uh, you know to have the worst bushfires uh, in Australian history that or on record uh, to then go into the whole coronavirus situation where we're uh, uh, in full lockdown and not being able to gather together and not be able to do church. Uh, And then, you know, all the images that I'm seeing uh, on the news about uh, protests and uh, the anarchy and the chaos that's happening overseas and and, uh, things that are happening in our country as well. You know, it's it's crazy times. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And, uh, you know, I think... uh, if we if we could, it'd be great to just press restart on 2020, reboot and go again. And uh, uh, I don't know if you feel that way, uh, but I think it'd be pretty cool if we could. But the thing is, we can't. And because this is how life goes, we we don't always know what lies ahead. We can't control the future. We can't predict the future. But uh, uh, what we actually have to do is learn to manage what comes at us. How do we manage the things that are out of our control? And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, they, they would have been planning for 2020 to be uh, an amazing year for them. You know, businesses would have been started uh, with planning in 2019 and getting loans and putting things together to kick off in 2020 and then to have the whole coronavirus hit, that would have been devastating uh, to have to shut your doors and maybe not even really get started. Or, uh, you know, maybe people were actually making investments uh, in thinking that 
you know, long-term projections of 2020 were going to be uh, really good, and they've actually lost lots of money. Or maybe uh, you were there was like this uh, a wedding that was being planned, and uh, unfortunately you were unable to have that wedding the way that you thought you were going to have it, or you've had to put it on hold, or or maybe a holiday. Uh, no, we were we were planning to have a holiday and go and see my parents, and that didn't work out. Uh, which was pretty sad, but we still enjoyed our break. But this this year has thrown up, thrown at us things that we just can't control, and I think uh, it really highlights that uh, we just aren't as in control as we would like to be. The future is not always predictable, and uh, you know it made me think about uh, uh, Joseph in the Bible, uh, Joseph and Mary. Joseph, he he. Uh, you know, he actually, if you think about it, he was engaged to marry uh, Mary. And I, I just kind of think it would have been a tough situation for him uh, when, you know, he finds out that Mary is actually pregnant and not because of him. Now, that would have been a pretty awkward and uncomfortable conversation to have. And if you think about it, I think that would have raised a lot of questions for him and a lot of doubts. Uh, you know, I can imagine the conversation like, who have you been hanging out with, Mary? Uh, what have you been doing between this time and that time? Uh, if he had phones, he would have been tracking her on the phone. Uh, you know, all these things that uh, I think it would have been a crazy conversation. And then to have your whole family as well be asking questions. And I, I just think it would have been an intense situation uh, and would have uh, created a lot of uncertainty. Uh, but then... Uh, you know, he goes on to, uh, I guess, have a dream and find out that, you know, it actually was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And so I actually, I want to read this from Matthew today and, and just read this situation. And that's, I, I think we can learn some stuff of how to handle the things that aren't in our control. So Matthew 1 verse 8 to 25, and it says this. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. There's so, there's so much in this scripture, and when you start to dig deep into it and understand uh, you know, what is actually going on, you know, it actually would have been a really tough situation, like I mentioned earlier. But what, one of the things that I think that we can really take away from this and apply to you know, our situation in these, in these times of uncertainty and when we don't know what the future holds 
is we can actually listen to God. And that's exactly what uh, Joseph did. You know, God spoke to Joseph through a dream. And God gave Joseph some very specific instructions through a dream. And, you know, if Joseph hadn't been uh, attentive to that dream, uh, this whole story could look very different. Now, I'm not someone who personally has a lot of dreams and, and wakes up and remembers them. I've had times in my life when I've had a few dreams that really stood out to me uh, and I remembered it and woke up and thought I need to write that down because it just stayed with me. And I think probably that could have happened in this scenario. Uh, I think God has a way of, of getting his message across to us when he wants to, uh, when he needs to. Uh, but I think uh, the point I want to highlight is we actually need to be active listeners. You know, uh, one of the things I've learned through some of my prophetic courses that I've been a part of is when, I- if we want to uh, develop that part of our life where we're, we're listening to God through our dreams, uh, we actually have to be intentional about uh, uh, being in tune and listening to those dreams. And, and, you know, you're encouraged to have a pen and a paper next to your bed just in case you wake up in the middle of the night or you wake up in the morning and you can do these intentional things to, to just uh, try and foster that part of your life. And, and maybe back in their day, uh, dreams were just a big part of the way that they listened to God anyway. It was probably more prevalent than now. Uh, but I think we can, we can be intentional about the way that we listen to God and, and foster that part of our life. And now, this was just one way in which God spoke to uh, Joseph, but there are many ways in which God can speak to us. You know, dreams is one of them, uh, but there's also impressions. You know, God can actually just impress upon us a, uh, a feeling or a thought or, or just a knowing of how something's going to go, and it can actually come in the form of like a real confidence just to know that that's what it is. And it, it, it's not a, a natural thing. It, it, it kind of is a supernatural thing. It, it isn't just, uh, it, it's something that I believe the Holy Spirit gives to us uh, and is a way of, in which he talks to us. And I've experienced that personally many times. Uh, there's also the still quiet voice. You know, uh, we, we need to learn how God speaks to us. And, and just like we get to know each other's voice. Like I, I know which child is talking to me uh, or when my wife Aston is talking to me without even having to look at them because I know what they sound like. I spend enough time with them to know what they sound like. Uh, and, and it's the same with God. We, we, if we act, are actively listening to the voice of God and, and learning how to discern his voice, uh, we, we become accustomed to what his voice sounds like. We also know what he does and doesn't say. He, uh, you know, he'll never condemn us. He's... Uh, you know, he's actually, uh, he's always building us up. Like, he, he speaks the truth, but he speaks it uh, in a way that is not to, uh, to put us down, but actually to build us up. And when we understand that about his nature, we can always then uh, differentiate between who's speaking to us, and whether it's ourselves having our own thoughts, or whether it's uh, maybe the enemy's thoughts coming in and trying to attack us, or, or, or just fear, or... Or maybe uh, something that someone else has said to us. You know, there's all these different voices that we that we uh, carry around, and well, there's three really. But uh, we need to learn which one's which. What's ourself? What's God? And what's the enemy? 
Uh, and so this takes practice and it takes time. Uh, but the key is, is that we actually have to be active in, in listening to it. It doesn't just happen on its own. And so we, we have to remove some of the noise sometimes. You know, the, the quiet voice is, is not one that will go above all the other white noise that is in our life. You know, if we've got TVs going all the time and music going all the time and never creating quiet space that we can actually tune into God and listen to him, uh, we won't hear him. And we will actually just miss him. And, and I know personally that God is actually speaking to us regularly. And it's up to us to actually tune in. Uh, and you know, there are, I've heard of instances with people uh, hearing an audible voice. That is, that is one way. And it, I think it's more of a rare way. Uh, it's not a very common way. But God does speak audibly to people sometimes. Uh, and maybe that's because it needs to be something very specific that needs to be done. Or uh, maybe it's a situational thing that he just chooses to use that way. Uh, I don't know. I'm not God. But... Uh, our role is really to, to learn these ways in which he speaks to us. Uh, there are many other ways. You know, he talks through signs. Uh, you know, I've heard of people uh, getting stuff off uh, repeat numbers or, or you know, uh, car number plates and things like that. And, and they're just more than a coincidence. They're not, they're not just, uh, oh, you're making stuff up. There's like, there's, uh, there's a pattern that happens and, and it, it's too much of a coincidence that it, uh, that it has to be God. And so I've heard of many things like that. But, uh, you know, if we don't know that those things are going on, we actually won't be aware of them. And so uh, I think one of the things that Joseph did is he was active in his listening. Uh, to, to be aware that an angel of the Lord had commanded him in his dream of instructions meant that he was being actively uh, listening to his dreams, he he took he took that as God speaking to him because he he obviously uh, at that point was a was someone who followed after God, and uh, you know John ten verse twenty seven to twenty eight says, "My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand." And I think that that's a great promise for us. We will know God's voice and, uh, because we are his sheep. We've chosen to follow him. But we do, we do have to do our part in learning uh, uh, to, to understand his voice and know his voice. So that's my, p- my first point this morning is we need to listen to God if we are going to, to manage these situations that are out of our control. Uh, the second point that I want to make out of uh, that Joseph did well is that he trusted God. You know, it's one thing to listen to God, it's another to, to trust God. And, you know, understanding who God is and knowing God is actually a big part of trusting God. Uh, and I spoke briefly before about, uh, you know, the way in w- which God uh, does speak to us and the things he will and won't say. It's because we start when we get to know God, we begin to understand his nature and who he is. And when we, get, when we begin to understand who God is, we can then start to, to trust him because he is trustworthy. You know, he is good. He, he, he always has, uh, you know, our best interest in heart, at, you know, in mind at the time. Like, he, he is not uh, this big God that's, you know, lurking around every corner waiting to get us in trouble. 
he, he actually wants the best for us. He, he's not trying to jump on top of us. And so, you know, he's not trying to trick us into some uh, eternal damnation. He, he's not happy about anyone that, that doesn't follow him. Like, I think it saddens him that, that there are people that, that, that don't know him or dislike him because these are people that he's created, that he loves dearly. You know, the Bible says that he sent his son, Jesus, uh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. I think that in and of itself just shows that he's trustworthy. To give your only son for humanity uh, is, is a, the greatest act of love that we can ever see. And so, uh, you know, Joseph was able to trust God and uh, that God actually had a greater purpose in this whole situation for him. And, you know, if you think about it, God had a, a much bigger plan going on for Jesus that I don't think uh, Joseph would have fully understood. He would have only known in part. And to see, uh, uh, you know, to have an angel of the Lord come to you in a dream and give you some instructions about who Jesus is, he would have had to trust that God had a bigger plan going on. And, uh, you know, we, we are the same, that God has bigger things going on uh, that, that benefit the human uh, humanity benefit us and sometimes it's not always uh, you, know, you know the most comfortable thing at that time uh, I think that would have been a pretty uncomfortable situation to go through it, it wouldn't have been what he thought it was going to be to to you know think you're going to marry this woman and uh, Mary and to find out she's pregnant not because of you uh, that's out of your control and that would have been a tough thing to then trust God with uh, and, but he trusted God See, Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. See, I, I think we can, uh, in these situations, really start to try and take things into our own, our own hands and try, uh, uh, try and bring uh, comfort uh, by our own decision-making or by listening to others who... Who only know in part as well, and I, I'm I'm all good. For, I'm all up for good counsel, uh, but sometimes we can listen to the wrong counsel, uh, and we and we partner with people who have the same emotions and the same thinking with us in that moment. And and I, I reckon that would have been a, a, an emotionally charged time for Joseph, just like uh, 2020 has been for a lot of people. And so it's really important that uh, that we are putting our trust in what God is doing and not in what we're doing. Uh, you know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I think that's such a great promise and it just shows God's heart for us. You know, he actually wants the best for us and so we can trust him. He is a trustworthy God. He is a trustworthy dad. And, uh, you know, we can, uh, we can look to him uh, for guidance and instruction during our times of turmoil. Uh, so Joseph trusted God. The third thing that Joseph did was he obeyed God. See, obedience is trust in action. It's actually stepping out and saying, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm going to act upon what God has said. And, and by doing so, I, I'm actually putting that trust into action. And I think Joseph did that well. See, he could have just divorced Mary quietly and just let Mary go on to uh, live her life 
And I think God would have been able to work around that and do whatever he needed to do. God's bigger than that. Uh, I don't think Joseph was the linchpin in this whole thing. Uh, but I do think Joseph played a very significant role in Jesus' life. See, Joseph became uh, Jesus' stepdad, which I think is a, is a very significant act in and of itself, especially in a time uh, when, uh, you know, if you're having babies out of wedlock in that Jewish culture was a, a, a big no-no. You were judged harshly, very harshly. And, and so he took this upon himself and he obeyed God. He did what God said to do even though I think everyone around him, the culture around, of him, around him would have been saying otherwise. And I think he would have been looked down upon, to be honest. Uh, uh, but he did it anyway. He, he trusted God and he did what God had said. You know, uh, we, we need to do the same. Uh, if we want to live out uh, the plans and purposes that God has in our life, uh, to, to, you know to avoid uh, shipwreck, which we can actually do so easily in these situations when we make emotionally fueled uh, decisions uh, because we, we're, we're uncomfortable or things aren't going the way we want it to go. Uh, you know, we can, we can cause long-term harm because we make rash decisions uh, that actually come back to bite us later on. And what I think Joseph did really well was he, he made a decision based on what God said. Uh, and rather than what everyone else said around him and yet again I think it's really good to have good counsel but I think we need to have good godly counsel people who are also listening to God but I think sometimes there there are times uh, that the culture just isn't in tune with what God is saying Uh, and God had a bigger plan going on and so Joseph went with what God said his experience was that an angel came and spoke to him uh, that was his experience, and I think uh, this is pretty significant in that we, there are times that God is going to speak specific things to us that we, we, no one else can know, uh, and, and this is part of our own relationship in that uh, you know, we need to step out uh, and, and stick to what God has said. Now, I think it, I, I'll put a, just a, you know, a warning there. I think... Uh, Nothing should be outside the Bible. Uh, you know, God has already said, uh, uh, you know, his word is, is, is alive and, and is authoritative and God will never kind of say anything outside of that. So I think it's really important that we don't fall into the trap of just, uh, you know, God said this and God said that just because we're having a feeling and then mixing it up with God. I think we need to be wise about what God said and I think... Uh, when it comes to directional things like this, I think they're more of a rarity than a, a consistent thing. You know, uh, Joseph had three instances where uh, God spoke very specifically through a dream about the instructions for uh, what needed to happen in their situation with Jesus. First was to marry Mary in the first place, uh, but the second was uh, to move to Egypt. You know, uh, Herod was going to kill all the... Uh, all the males, under, firstborn males under two. And uh, Jesus fitted that criteria because that's who Herod was trying to kill. And so uh, the angel came to Joseph in the dream again and said, move to Egypt so that, you're, uh, uh, so that Jesus doesn't get killed. Uh, third 
the third one was uh, to move back to Israel from Egypt once Herod had passed away and wasn't trying to kill Jesus. Uh, and so they're the only three dreams of very specific uh, instructional things uh, that, that had happened. And so, you know, when we moved to Shepparton, uh, we, we intentionally went about uh, asking God, is this what you want us to do? And, and you know, I, I spent time fasting and praying and, and asking God, what is it that you want me to do in, uh, for Aston and myself moving to Shepparton? And that was uh, 12 or 13 years ago now. And, you know, God spoke very clearly through, uh, through a scripture uh, and that was, and I've shared this before, that you know he'll pour his spirit out on all flesh, uh, and, and that's a promise for this region, and I think it's a promise for his church and for the nation as well. But uh, it was the one that that I carried with me for a long time. Uh, but my point is that you know I haven't had many very significant moments like that. I've probably had three or four in my time in Shepparton, uh, and that's over a 12-year period where I've had to really. Uh, gets God's direction and instructions for bigger decisions like that. And so I think, you know, where that applies during this time is we're, we're in one of those seasons that's a transitional season of uh, people are making big decisions about uh, their future because things haven't gone the way that they were meant to go. And it's really important that we... You know, we actually aren't just making those decisions lightly. That we aren't making emotionally fueled decisions. That we're, that they're reactionary because things haven't gone the way they've gone. And I think we need to uh, go about the way that Joseph has gone about it. Uh, in that, you know, he he got a word from God. Uh, he listened to God. He was an active listener. Uh, he trusted God. You know, the word that God spoke to him was trustworthy, and, and he he then obeyed that. He did what God had said. Uh, you know, James 1 verse 22 to 25 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so, de- uh, so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his, fa- uh, looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And I think that that is really key to this situation right now. You know, we need to uh, make our decisions based on God's word and what God says. And so I'd encourage you during this time uh, where it would be, you know, I think we're probably more vulnerable now uh, to be making decisions that are emotionally fueled, charged decisions about our future uh, than ever because of this, what's going on this year with uh, the things that are out of our control. And so I'd encourage you, uh, really, let's be uh, spending time in God's Word. You know, uh, you know, for me personally, I, I'm not like a a planned Bible reader type guy. I'm like a listen to the Bible while I'm doing something uh, uh, and not really like a structured guy. But I, I've really s- like uh, set out to to really make that uh, structure a big part of my life because I understand the importance of having that in your life, especially when the world around you is uh, in chaos. 
And I'd encourage you to do the same. And you might already be there and well done to you. Uh, you might be great at that stuff. But I understand not everyone is wired that way. Uh, we're all, we all have different personalities. We all think differently. But I'd encourage you during this season in particular, really set time aside on a daily basis to be in the Word, to be listening to God, to be praying. And I, I think that that will help you to make good decisions during this time. I'd also encourage you to uh, have uh, good godly people around you who can encourage you uh, to make good healthy decisions. Sometimes when we're making emotional decisions, uh, we want to go and partner with people who are feeling and thinking the same thing. But sometimes we just need uh, a, a voice that is not uh, caught up in the emotions of what we're going through. Someone with an outside perspective or a different perspective who can give, a, give us the bigger picture. So I'd encourage you, have someone in your life who can do that. And it might not be what you want to hear, but it might, be, it might actually save you some heartache down the future. And so, you know, I think it's always important to make decisions when you're in a good place, not in a bad place. Uh, because you're thinking much clearer uh, and uh, you know, you're not just trying to get out of something. You're actually wa- you're, you're taking steps towards who you want to be and what you want to do and what God wants to do. And so, you know, I'd encourage you, uh, we've got bright days ahead. Uh, there, there is some uncertainty about our future uh, and, and what things look like. Uh, I, I think we're going to have to have a new normal with uh, uh, services and how we meet and online services and the combination of the both and how we hang out. And, you know, it's not permanent. It's not, it's not a permanent thing. It's more of a temporary thing. Uh, but I think God... God, know, God knew this was going to happen before it happened. And uh, so I think we can, we can walk with a confidence knowing that he has something else going on in the background and, and we can trust him in this season. So I'd love to pray for you right now. And uh, so let's do that now. So let's, would you close your eyes with me? Lord, I thank you that you are a trustworthy God, that you love us so much, that you're a good father. And Lord, I, I just pray right now that you would uh, uh, help us to be active listeners of you, that we would be people who get into your word and read your word and, and uh, just do what your word says, Lord, and do what you say. Lord, help us to keep good company, people who, are, uh, who have our best interests at heart, people who can be a wise voice in our situations. Uh, and Lord... Lord, I just pray you that you would bless every single person's future that is watching this service, Lord God. Lord, I pray you bless all the families that are represented as well. And Lord, I pray you bless this region, this, uh, this nation, and also this whole church, Lord God. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc or find us on Facebook at encounter.shepherd.